The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, I'm Shanae Alexander, host of Press Send, a podcast and more importantly, a safe and hilarious place for candid conversations about the scary, funny, heartbreaking, but always intriguing questions that make us all human. Each week, me and a new best friend you haven't met yet field your questions across any and all topics and offer our take on the matter with plenty of humor, heart, and badassery along the way. We launch a new episode of Press Send every Wednesday. We'll see you there. It's Mariana and welcome back to the Life with Mariana podcast. So I'm an influencer and I'm also a brand founder and having a brand, I feel like something that's so important that we always try to think of. Well, I guess we didn't even really think of it when we created our first product was how to create an iconic product. And sometimes it really just happens by accident because of course, if we could do it every single time, we would love to be able to do that. But sometimes there's just a mix of the right time, the right product, a little bit of magic. And so I had to ask some of my other founder friends how they created their iconic products. So if you were trying to figure out how to create a winner, a winning product, I have a couple of my other brand founder friends on here who have created such iconic products that are recognizable, holy grails, award winners, and I learned so much from them. And before we get into the episode, just make sure you're subscribed to my podcast. I've got new episodes every Tuesday. And if you found this motivating or interesting, or you think there's a friend who could learn something from it, I would love if you just sent it to one person or posted it on your Instagram stories so somebody else could be motivated by these other founders. Now let's get into the episode. Nancy Twine of Briogeo created two iconic products that are Allure Best of Beauty winners. I love using them so much, but it didn't just start with products. It started with the framework of her brand that led her to creating these bestsellers. When you started Briogeo, I think what made it so unique was these unique formulas. You thought about scalp care, you thought about hair texture and ethnicities and backgrounds and different types of people. So when you were creating the brand of Briogeo, what was like the philosophy in your mind of these formulas? Yeah, it's a really great question. And I'm so glad that early on I put together a business plan because I know a business plan kind of sounds like this dated thing. But to me, essentially, a business plan is a vision board. And I think the only way you get to conquer your dreams in life is having a clear vision for what that looks like and and how you're going to get there. And for me, that was my business plan. And that was an opportunity for me to really do a lot of soul searching um, to define what is going to make Briogeo different? What is important to me that Briogeo carries out? What am I passionate about creating? And um, there were a couple of really core pillars that I launched Briogeo with that are still true today. So the first one is our six free methodology. So there are dozens and dozens of ingredients that we leave out of every single Briogeo product, but there were six commonly used ingredients in hair care that had been linked potentially to either environmental or health concerns. Um, So things like sulfates, um, silicones, parabens, phthalates, DEA, synthetic dyes. So we really honed in on those six most commonly used ingredients. And I made a vow that I would never put any one of those ingredients in any Briogeo product. So that's how we started developing a framework around clean Another thing that I was really passionate about was products that were not only clean, but were effective because the truth is, and I'm a beauty consumer, I only want a clean product if it works. If it doesn't work, I don't think I'm going to spend the money on it. So we did a lot of work really early on to invest in claims, to really back the efficacy of our products. Another aspect that was so important to me 
was the idea of care, care for all. And I'm so fortunate in that growing up, I had such a diverse group of friends because I went to a very diverse middle school and high school. And when I created Briogeo, I didn't want to create a brand that was just for me, but I wanted to create a brand that all of my friends could use, no matter their ethnicity, no matter their hair texture type, orientation, any of that. And so it was really important to me that I created products that would work for different hair texture types, but that we always centered our marketing and content around celebrating the unique identities of our, of our clients. So those were some really core fundamental um, aspects of the brand. And then lastly, this idea of really formulating hair care the same way that you would a really good skincare product. So there was this acronym that I coined back in the early days called NOVA. And NOVA stands for natural oils, vitamins, and antioxidants, which are ingredients that you typically find in really good skincare. We put them inside of every uh, Briogeo product, and we still do. So those are some of the core fundamentals, and we've continued to build upon that. But um, I truly think that that's what makes our brand really unique and, and really stand for something. And you know, I love the products. I talk about them all the time and you have an amazing assortment. The two of them that really stand out to me as like iconic products and maybe because I've, I've used them the longest is the Don't Despair Repair Deep Conditioning Mask and also Scalp Revival is incredible. When you're creating products like this, what do you think make them become a bestseller or make them an iconic product that really stand the test of time? Yeah, it's a really great question. And I, I probably have different answers for each of those products. Those two are um, not only my favorite products also, but those are our number one and number two selling products. So it's been really exciting to, to see that. But for the Don't Despair Repair Deep Conditioning Mask, I think one of the reasons why it's really successful is not only is it clean and efficacious and has you know, won a handful of Allure Awards and lots of great accolades, but it's such a universal product that truly helps to hydrate and repair and bring out the healthiest hair in all hair textures and types. And a couple of years ago, I was actually at a meeting and there were um, two women at the, the round table. And one was a white woman with blonde, straight hair. And then the other was an African-American woman with 4C coils. And they were both like, oh my gosh, this mask is my holy grail. And when I heard them both say that with such distinct hair texture types, I mean, I got kind of like warm and fuzzy on the inside because I was like, that is exactly what I was trying to do. I wanted to unite people under the same brand and have them feel like the products work for them because it works for them. So I would say for Don't Despair Repair, it's the universality of, of the product. Um, and then for Scalp Revival, Really what I was solving for there was really white space innovation. I suffered with really bad um, eczema growing up that wasn't only on my body, but it was also on my scalp. And when I would go to the dermatologist, it was either, you know, steroid creams and shampoos or, you know, things that were, you know, over the counter that had not so great ingredients in them. And I was so confused as to why, you know, over the years there wasn't a clean alternative to effective scalp care. And then also too, that there wasn't, you know, scalp care and pretty packaging. It was like always this thing that people didn't really want to talk about. So I set out to kind of fill that white space void within prestige hair by launching a clean um, scalp solution that was effective and, and backed by clinical data. 
quick break from one of our sponsors who I love. I actually looked back in my email and I wanted to see the first time I ordered their products and they are the bloat supplements from Array. So I looked back and I ordered them actually in July of 2020. So I've been taking Array as a customer for a full year now. I saw Melissa Wood Health post them on Instagram and she's actually been on the podcast too. And I really trust her recommendations. So I was like, I have to try these. I got them and they really work. And that's why I love them so much. So I ended up sharing them on social. And now I'm so happy that they're a podcast sponsor because that means that you guys can try them out too. If you would like, you guys can get $5 off if you go to array.com and use the code Mariana at checkout because Array was really created to make women feel their best so they can be their best through targeted products, which are 100% natural, filler-free, organic, and formulated by a naturopathic doctor. And what's so great about the bloat supplements is they're so versatile, so you can really take them anytime, whether you've had a plant-based meal or something heavier. It just really helps to optimize digestion with the use of five different herbs and fruit-based digestive enzymes. The bloat capsules were designed to give women food freedom, so you can really enjoy the foods that you love without that discomfort, gas, or bloating afterwards. And you can really customize how little or much you need. You can take anywhere from one to three capsules, and they also work really great for men too. So you guys are always asking me for a code to try Array's products, either the Bloat or Calm supplements, which I also love too. So you can get $5 off if you go to Array.com and use the code Mariana at checkout. That's Array, A-R-R-A-E.com and use the code Mariana at checkout. Now let's get back to the episode. When it came to her iconic products, Kristen of KNC Beauty really thought about social first. So hear about how Instagram really helped shape literally her first products. When you formulated and when you made this product, it was so new, it was so innovative. And just like you speak about your personal style, it's fun, it's like catchy, I like recognize it. What was it like for you to formulate and create something that was so new and so innovative and really hadn't been seen before? It was difficult and it was challenging because, you know, when you're working with a lab or a factory, it's not all in your hands, as you know. And so it can be discouraging because a lot of times, these labs are like, they're a little lazy, you know, and they're like, Hey, this is what we have white label. You can put your, your logo on this and we can keep it moving. Um, and I never wanted to do that. So it took quite a while to find the factory that would one produce, um, this new product and two produce it according to my specifications, which was an all natural product. It took me about a year and a half to, find the factory, get it developed, approve everything, then go to artwork and like production. And even still, I'm a very small team. So it does take a lot longer for me to release products. But, you know, I feel like it's worth it in the end. The fact that I had like something that was so recognizable, really kind of put our brand on the map and like made it be known for that. And people kind of I feel like when people see my product, they know what it is. Exactly. And then kind of anyone who copies it, you know that they copied your brand um, because it is so (laughs) iconic and recognizable. So what goes into your mindset of creating an iconic product? Well, for example, like the mask, I knew in this digital age that I had to have something that was very Instagrammable. I had to have something that young men and women would want to post about without me having to pay them. Just because I was a small business, I didn't have a lot of startup funds. Um, So I just like thought about that and I want to make it really cute. I want to make it really effective. I want to make it like people want to buy it. People want to show it off. So like the eye mask, for example, like we were the first to market for a specialty shape eye mask. 
And that also took me like a year. I feel, I feel like everything takes me a year, but that took me a year to develop because we had to get the right dimensions and like everything and make sure it fits under everybody's eye shape and everybody's face size, you know, but it worked out because it went so viral because it was so unique and so different, but also very effective. So for me, I'm always challenging myself on like, what can I create that hasn't been done before that people are just going to like love, right? Okay, so I want to take a break to tell you about something that I think will be really helpful for you, whether you're an influencer or a brand or just anyone trying to create content online, or even if you just need something for your Zooms to make your lighting a little bit better. For me, I feel like lighting is key. It makes such a huge difference. So if you are trying to grow your social following, consistency is key and consistent content is what you definitely need. So if you want to know one of my content creation secrets, I want to tell you all about LoomCube. So when it comes to getting the perfect light for every photo, LoomCube offers everything from ring lights to tripods and even full content creation kits. I really love that their products feel like they're designed just for me because all of their lights and tripods fit right into my bag. So setting up for a shoot is so easy and quick and I can do it all by myself. Plus they are designed to fit on a camera or phone. So whether I'm doing a TikTok or shooting some content, my lighting is always the best. They are also portable and compact so you can really take them anywhere you go and they are such high quality. So if you are either just starting out or you're really established and you have a community of followers, it is always a great time to level up your content with high quality and reliable lighting. So if you would like to try it out, use the code Mariana at checkout on loomcube.com. That's L-U-M-E-C-U-B-E.com and get 20% off your first order with the code Mariana, M-A-R-I-A-N-N-A. That's Mariana for 20% off at loomcube.com. And guys, this is one of the best lights I've ever used and they always sell out really fast. So make sure to get yours today. Now let's get back to the episode. Now you'll hear from Rianne from Beauty Blender who shares all about her iconic Beauty Blender that is so recognizable and it's even in the Smithsonian. Where or how did you even find someone to manufacture this? Because there's been so many copies of the Beauty Blender and no one can make it the same as you. It's just none of them are the same material shape. So where did you even start with this idea? Oh, well, thank you so much for that. Yeah, so when I... When I went in search of trying to make these hand-cut egg-shaped sponges in bulk. Um, I was still very much a makeup artist working and I would travel with my clients all over the world. And wherever I was, I would buy sponge, cosmetic sponge products. I would go to, you know, in France, I would go to the local pharmacies in England and Europe and Asia. I would go and buy sponges and I would look on the backs of the packages because all all products have manufacturing information on, or distribution uh, information on the back of packages. And I would, you know, start trying to find a company that would help develop this idea I had. Um, and I started noticing that in specifically with beauty sponges, there was only like three or four companies in the whole world that was making them for the whole world and or distributing them. So I... I started at home. I, I found the one that was based in the United States. And there was really only one that was handling like everything from like Estee Lauder to CoverGirl Maybelline. So from Prestige to Mass, it was like this one distributor. And um, I reached out to them. They were based in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, where I now live. And um, 
it was a company called Victoria Vogue. And um, it was before Google. So I had to dial like 411 and get the phone number from information. And I just cold called them and I was connected to a woman at this company. And I just told her that I was a makeup artist in Hollywood and celebrity makeup artist, film and television. I had an idea for a sponge. You know, she kind of gave me some resistance and told me, hey, uh, you know, thanks for the call, but I don't think we can help you. Uh, We have all these patents and um, I'm sure we already have something like what you're thinking about. And I said, basically, then you're giving me a good argument to say to you, then what's the harm in looking at it? Look at it. You know, you don't know. So basically, she looked at it. A couple days later, she sent me an email saying it was like the palm slap to her forehead. Like, why didn't we think of it? And I told her because you guys aren't makeup artists living in the trenches like I am. And that's why I had this idea. And she was like, oh, you're right. Because generally we just have an engineer create these different shapes for us. So long story short, she ended up helping me on this crazy journey to make a edgeless rounded egg shape sponge. And it was not easy. It's, you know, it's a simple product. You look at it and it's very simple, but it's a very, very high tech, complicated thing to make because the material is so soft and it's very hard to cut and very hard to cut and shape in that, in that way. So, um, and we are, by the way, yes, we created this category and beauty blender sits at the very top of the list, wearing the throne because it created a category now that allows other products that are like beauty blender to exist. However, all of, I like to call them my fans, which are the people that want to make their own kind of beauty blender. None of those products are made in the United States. They're all made in Asia and um, we're the only one made here. So I'm very proud of that. We keep people you know, employed and we keep our carbon footprint tight if you're American and um, because we are a global product, but yeah. So when you created this product, what was the moment that you felt like it really took off? Just getting my first sales at Sephora, you know, being accepted into the Sephora club, you know, that was, that was, that could be seen, that could be seen as a moment where I said, oh, I've made it. But then there's so much work that goes on from there. So I don't feel like just that was an indication that I made it. I mean, because you have to then be able to survive Mm -hmm. living (laughs) in the Sephora you know, world, winning a a best of beauty award from Allure magazine and Allure being the beauty Bible and being recognized as the best in something, you know, best in tools, you know, that could be, that could be another indication that, oh, I've made it, but then I've won it now. Not, I'm not trying to brag, but I will say I've won it 12 times. And to me, that is a bigger story because that means you had to rename that Yes. that status for all those years. Um, but there's never just one thing, you know, because, and I'm always just working. I'm working. <laughs> I'm trying to go on a vacation, but I can never go on a vacation because I work on my vacations too. My husband is like really sick of me because I, I don't know how to just not work, but it's like having a family. And I tell him like, would you ignore your kids if they called you? Like I'm on a vacation. I've got to answer the phone. I can't yeah. not answer the phone. You know, it's, tough thing. So I don't know, to answer that question is a really hard one, Mariana. I mean, right now, at this moment in time, in the evolution of my Beauty Blender experience, I would say um, being included in an exhibit at the Smithsonian Museum of American History is something that really gives me pause. 
you know, like that is, that is somewhere I never dreamed about being. So what about it do you think made it so iconic? I just feel like I was at a time, it was the set of circumstances, right? I got this job. I was an experienced makeup artist at this time. I was the best person to get this job that was, you know, the first of its kind being in this high def world. And I had an opportunity to figure some shit out. And I took that opportunity and it, it just snowballed into creating a beauty blender. That is just like that energy around you. Like, are you going to take this opportunity? Or are you not going to take the opportunity? Mm-hmm. You know, I took the opportunity and I did it. And, um, and I just tried to stay very focused and very positive about this little sponge, because let me tell you, I never thought that a little sponge, little egg-shaped sponge was going to do what it's done for me. I thought, oh, I'm going to be this, I am this, you know, uh, famous makeup artist and I've reached these, you know, golden ceilings. I can't make any more money than I'm making and I can't department head any bigger shows than I'm doing or anything like that because I'm doing it. Like, you know, I just never thought there was, that a little sponge was going to take, I thought maybe I would create a makeup line first, you know, or something like that. I I just, it's, you just never know what's going to, what's going to hold your hand and take you on this wild ride. (laughs) Yes, for sure. And when you were coming up with the idea of the design of this, how did you think about making it so unique? Because it really does stand out from the shape to the color. You know, there wasn't really, because there was nothing for me to, to refer to because literally cosmetic sponges were pie wedges or flat pancake wedges, or they were hand cut pieces of foam used by special effects makeup artists. Now, special effects makeup artists are the most inventive people. They create really ways of doing new and inventive things. Um, It wasn't that I set out to make an egg-shaped sponge. It was just literally cutting the edges off of a triangle and it becoming the shape of an egg. This episode is all about creating iconic products. And I just have to tell you that that is definitely one of my passions in life. Creating and selling products is literally like my favorite thing to do. And we all have passions that push us to do really big things in life. If you're selling your crafts online, all out of a deep burning love for logistics and order management, probably not because no one's really passionate about that part. And that's why there's ShipStation. They make it so easy to manage your orders and get your products out the door so that you can get back to doing what you really love, which is probably growing your business and creating those products. So ShipStation is the number one choice of online sellers because you can import orders from any sales channel, ship with any carrier using ShipStation's deeply discounted rates and automate just about any shipping task. So no matter how you sell, whether it's Shopify, Etsy, your own website, ShipStation funnels all of your orders into one simple interface and you can manage them from anywhere, even on your cell phone. And you'll get access to amazing discounts with major carriers, including UPS, FedEx, and USPS, and easily compare the carriers and choose the best solution every time. With ShipStation, small businesses can now access the same rates usually reserved for Fortune 500 companies without the contracts or commitments. So ship more in less time for a lot less money. Just use my offer code Mariana to get a 60-day free trial. That's two months free of no hassle, stress-free shipping. Click the microphone at the top of the page, then type in Mariana. That's ShipStation.com. Enter offer code Mariana. Make ship happen. So let's learn a little bit more about how to create an iconic product so you can start shipping them out. 
Keely Yang from Sol de Janeiro is going to talk about their iconic Boom Boom Cream, how they named it and chose a fragrance, and how going with her gut really led her to creating this iconic product. I mean, it goes back to our brand mission about this, you know, it, it was about this warmth and it's a celebration of life. And it's a very sensual brand. Um, that's how the experience is on the beach. And so we said, okay, let's ask ourselves, like, what is Brazilian's favorite body part? And it's unanimous that it was the bottom. <laughs> and so that's how we came up with that. Yeah, I, we, I mean, we look back like, oh my God, like this became like what it is today. We would have never imagined it. We, you know, initially this body cream that we wanted to develop because again, like it fit our brand so well. So, okay. All right. So we're going to launch a body cream. So what kind of body cream should it be? And I mean, we, if we called it body cream, nobody would pay attention. Um, and our inspiration was the boom, boom. Um, so it, it was everything, the name, the packaging, the color, the fragrance, um, the formulation. I mean, we poured our you know, soul and sweat into this product. And I think it's, it's just like anything, like it's the whole package. I mean, the, the fragrance, like you, you mentioned, it's, it became our, our iconic fragrance. And because the brand is a very warm, sensual brand, we wanted the fragrance to be the same and we were working with the French fragrance house and you know we we went to them and said this is the kind of fragrance we want and you know we wrote everything up we brought a lot of samples and and we said you know this is this is um, the part that you know that we really want in the cream and we're going to try it in alcohol form and so we worked on it and and we got to a fragrance where we felt, okay, this really represents our brand. Uh, but then there is a second really important question which was how much should we put in it? Should we put in a little bit or should we put in a lot? What if people who don't like this scent don't like the, the high concentration of fragrance? Um, in fact, we got a lot of um, feedback. Well, we got a lot of feedback on the whole product because you know, a lot of people say, well, that's too much fragrance. So, oh, that fragrance is really polarizing. Oh, you can't put the words boom boom in your product name. <laughs> And, uh, oh, you know, your brand is yellow. Oof, you know, I wouldn't do yellow because people will think that you're a sun SPF brand and then you become seasonal. Nobody will buy you during the winter season. So, so all of that, uh, we, we just went ahead and did what we felt was right for, for the brand and for this cream. And so it's, I think it's just the whole package. And I think when we launched it, the name, and the jar design really popped online and on, on, on digital. So that got a lot of people's attention. And then once they start, they tried it, they really liked the formulation and the fragrance became um, the addictive part of this, this product. So we, we get a lot of um, customers <laughs> still talking about it, but I'm so happy that you, you love it. I know it you were one of the very first to try this. It's amazing. It's such a great product. I have like the little tiny one with me when I was traveling and then I have the big ones at home. And it's, you've really created such an iconic product with this from the name of the product, the packaging, obviously an amazing formula and the scent. Um, and then once you create an iconic product like this, it is hard launching with something that becomes a bestseller because basically everything you're doing, you're trying to compare to like the best-selling thing. And so you're trying to market your hero skew while continuing to expand the line. So how do you keep your marketing fresh when continuously supporting 
one product? I mean, obviously you're, you're supporting other products too, but like with Boom Boom, what's your like marketing strategy to support it? Uh, that's a billion dollar question. I, I, I wish we, I had an answer to that. And, you know, I think the startup world, it's all about speed. And when, you know, it's better to make a decision, a bad decision and no decision. So we've, um, you know, we made some mistakes and we learned, we pivoted quickly and we move on. But our hero product is still, I mean, it continues to be a huge part of our business. And we can't forget. I mean, I think that's like one, uh, one very important piece of advice is that once you do have that hero product, as you extend, extend carefully and slowly, but never forget your original baby. Um, it's so important to continue to support that as you launch new products. Uh, and ideally, the new products that you launch will reinforce the original product so that you'll continue to tell the story holistically. Thanks so much for listening and be sure to subscribe to my podcast and rate and review because it would mean so much to me and follow me on Instagram at Mariana underscore Hewitt to see what episodes are coming up next.